0: Welcome to the F and Alchemy Podcast, a safe space for each other and you our fellow alchemists, created through authentic vulnerability, respect, honesty, and trust. By working through our day-to-day experiences together and being transparent and relatable, we invite you to take comfort in where you currently are in your journey, knowing you are exactly where you're meant to be, you are seen, and you are never alone. Hi, I'm Kate, Claire Cognizant Wu goddess of Violet Feather Alchemy, bringing you downloads from the spiritual world. And I'm
1: Amy, audacious empowerment queen of effin' creative, daring
0: you to unleash your creatrix. This is the Effin' Alchemy Podcast, where vulnerable synergy begets effin' magic.
1: Episode 3, Part 2 Authentic by the Light, Releasing What's Not Yours.
0: Hello, alchemists. We are picking up where we left off last time. Let's make some magic. I made an analogy around letting go, likening physical suitcases to the energetic things that we carry around that no longer serve us. And I know you wanted to touch on that topic just a little bit more.
1: Can I say, when you were saying about the baggage stuff, I went to Wanderlust several years ago. Uh, They have those, like, events. They used to have, um, like, community events in different cities and stuff. And it was like they did, like, a meditation. They had a run, a yoga session, a meditation. And the chick who did the yoga session, she was amazing. She was one of those people that could, like, sit like this and have her legs, like, completely straight up. You know what I mean? Like, and just sit there, like, no problem. But she also is very poignant in what she was saying. She puts you in pigeon, which is a huge release, right? Because you're pigeon. all up in your hips and all the things fucking all come the up, right? Because you're just like in it and you're it all comes up. So like I'm crying, I'm like oh, she's crying, whatever, we're all crying and stuff. And one of the things she said was, you know, kinda kept repeating it. She's like, It was never mine to carry, and so I lay it down. It was never mine to carry, and so I lay it down. It was never mine to carry, and so I lay it down. When you're in Pigeon, you're feeling all this shit, and then she said that, and I just fucking lost it. Because I was like, holy shit. And it's exactly that thing. for, And it works universally for anybody. Right. No matter what they've gone through.
0: Correct. Yeah, Pigeon is really powerful.
1: But just that mantra of, that idea of like, oh, I'm sitting here like stressing or holding on to you or wigging out about or feeling X, Y, Z about this thing. And it's not even
0: my fucking thing. It's not even your thing. Yeah.
1: I really love that. But again, you wouldn't have gotten there had you not been physically in a position with your body to feel that, to release that. Right. So you have like, to feel it. Feeling in your body. And that's a lot of like what the empowerment coach stuff is, is is teaching from the body and not the head. Yeah. And getting women down into their bodies and breathing and kind of being like, okay, what do you feel? And when you said the grief thing, did you see me kind of like like because one, that's the lesson that I'm in right now is grief. So there's this whole idea of this modality is like you're moving up the map of consciousness. Right. And so there's different emotions that resonate on a on a spectrum from low to high. Enlightenment being, you know, clear over here. Shame being the absolute fucking lowest. And then everything that happens in between there. And so when you're talking about being stuck and not being able to move forward and, and kind of going, in, and we talk about this a lot, like going in loops and things like that, is that you can't get out of that loop because you're, you just keep falling back on the same place in the spectrum. And so if you're resonating at shame, the only way to get out of shame is to start feeling the guilt. The only way to get out of the guilt is to start feeling maybe even apathy, I think, at that point, where you're just like, fuck it. Because you just said, I wasn't able to fucking break through it until I went back and I actually sat with that emotion. And this is the thing of of grieving, too, in that respect, like of something that did happen and not necessarily like grieving the death of someone, but grief in the sense of... How do I want to say this? Like the way that it should have been. Like I'm sad about the way that this should have gone. Right? It should have been like this. And it wasn't. And acknowledging that and feeling how you feel about it and being sad and upset or, you know, just kind of in that lower feeling of it is important because I think we kind of over... Overrule that, right? It's like well, it should have been like that, but I shouldn't feel that way because should 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 I shouldn't feel that way because of x, y, z, and it's like well, yeah, maybe, but don't feel shitty about feeling shitty about feeling shitty, right right like, that's well, the and thing. I think
0: that I think exactly to what you're speaking to, um taking your point just a little bit further. That feeling comes from having an expectation because there, there really is no mm-hmm. should or shouldn't. It's only should or shouldn't because you expected it to be a certain way. And I'm guilty of that 100%. Oh, yeah, I, everyone I've, is. I've had really high expectations for just about everything my entire life, and including everyone, myself. And you know? everyone. <laughs> and, and yeah, in myself, in everyone, in situations. And I think when you start to let go of the expectation piece, mm-hmm. That facilitates that allowing yourself to feel. Because I think as long as you hold on to the expectation, there's... Well, I don't, I'm not going to feel that because if I feel it, it makes it real. The, like the perceived failure of your expectation being met makes it feel real. And if I just don't feel that, then I can uphold my expectation and then everything's going to keep going along in the same cycle, whether it's healthy or not. Right. Well, that's where addiction and things like that come into play, right? It's like, I don't want to feel it. I don't want to
1: feel it. I don't want to feel it. I don't want to feel it. I'm going to do all things. And I don't feel it. So I don't feel it. So I don't feel it. I'm going to keep doing things. I don't feel it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Once you fucking stop and then just sit in it and feel it, it does pass.
0: It does pass. You're, that's the thing. You're preventing it from passing by not feeling it, because mm-hmm. feeling it is the only way it's going to somatically travel through the body and and Correct. leave. Because um, the body keeps score because the the body does keep score, <laughs> and that's why everybody has ailments and sicknesses and you yeah. know problems. And by everybody, I don't mean everybody. That was no, I was more of a generalized yeah, term, yeah. but um. You know that's where those things. That's where those things tend to come from. So, and it's been really hard to sit and watch other people
1: go through things on a you know physical health aspect and not be thinking about that.
0: Sure, absolutely. It's been
1: a real struggle lately.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's I'm like, hard. What's it's going hard to- on with you
1: emotionally that we need to work through that can like get mm-hmm. this out of your body because.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a that's a growth point at least it has been for me is to not interfere with that and allow people to have whatever experience they're going to have because when you're I I'm a very sensitive person and I'm I I tend to um or I have tended to for many many years wanted to always help and to you know help people fix things and 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 not do it for them but to help them fix it. And yeah. I think the important thing for me it, the lesson was just to learn hands off and be a space holder for these people and if if they want to ask me for help, I will help them in a way that is healthy for me and them. But if they don't ask for help, is just to sit there and be a witness. And I think that's the hardest How thing or at least not feel helpless. E- exactly. When you care deeply, it, it is hard to to just sit and be a witness. It's very, very difficult. But I think that's one of my lessons that I had to learn because I throughout my life I have always overextended and over given and over maybe even overcared in in different situations. And for me just to to sit there and watch and just not interject myself and just B. I I think that was something that not only was healthy for my well-being, but it probably most likely has also benefited how I relate to other people. Whether or not it's helped specific relationships, I don't really know, but I overall feel that it's helped the way I've related to other people. And I think that was a really big lesson for me to learn because I, most of my life, I wanted to be a fixer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I and I don't taking don't it to on for other job. people because you didn't want to deal with what was going on with yourself. Correct, deflecting was yeah. another big thing. Oh well, if I can help this person, then I don't have to look at what's really what's really going on for me. I don't have to put time into my shit. Yeah, and that wasn't getting me anywhere either, right? Well, it's burning you out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I need to be. You know, it's most beneficial for. For me to be concerned with myself and taking care of myself and what do I need to to shine the brightest to again live with my volume all the way up. What does that look like for me and how do I facilitate doing that? Yeah. And anything that's that. not that can fall to the wayside. It can fuck right off. It can fuck right <laughs> off. One hundred percent. And not not said with any hatred or no. or, or, uh-uh. or ill intent. Uh-uh. It's just it's not for me. You can get out of my energetic space because yeah. I I need to be concerned with myself. And I think if most of the world became primarily concerned with themselves, and please distinguish, I'm not talking about people being selfish. Or I'm talking about yeah, no. I'm talking about people being concerned with their uh, mental health, their well-being, everything first. If we really as a society addressed ourselves first, I think things would look dramatically different in our world, and I think as more and more lights start shining bright and more clay starts crumbling off, more humans that are on this planet, I think that light is only going to get brighter because I think a lot of people, with a lot of, you know, events that have happened over the last couple years, it's given people a lot of time to think and reflect. um, Should they have chosen to do so, and I think the ones that did are kind of seeing, wow my life was a shit show, or maybe not as drastic as a shit show before, but, oh, wow, like, this has given me time to realize the way I was operating, and now, is that aligned with where I feel that I'm going or what I'm meant to do while I'm here? Those really big questions that suddenly got dropped on a lot of people's plates because the world shut down and we had nothing else to do besides worry about ourselves at least for a little bit that's only helped the people that it was meant to help right mm-hmm. it's not everybody had that experience but the people that did have that experience i know for me it my life wasn't a shit show prior to the world shutting down but it made me pull back and reevaluate oh yeah right like 100% it wasn't bad but it definitely pulled out spots that needed attention. It brought an awareness to it
1: that we kind of all were putting on the back burner. I never really thought about what happened a couple years ago in that respect. Like, yes, the pausing and the reevaluating for sure, but you said Something to the effect of, like, not everybody had that experience. Correct. It was totally different for me, and I think for you, too. It was pump the brakes. (laughs) Yeah. Hold on. Hold up.
0: We need to reevaluate.
1: And when we did reevaluate and pulled out certain things that, like, stop, start, continue, Mm -hmm. even the things that we stopped doing— The world didn't fucking come crashing down on our heads because we stopped doing it. Correct. In fact, it opened itself up wider. It brought new ideas. It brought new enlightenments. It brought new connections. It brought more closeness. It brought so many beautiful things and a shift in perspective. Like choosing to see it in this way versus a catastrophe – now, granted, I'm not discounting anybody's personal experience with
0: it. Of course, because some people did have really traumatic and catastrophic experiences. Hundred percent, one hundred percent, absolutely, absolutely and did. That and is something fucked. to totally respect and acknowledge that that has happened for a lot of other yeah, people. Yeah, for sure. And that's where a lot of guilt comes in too. Because that wasn't
1: my personal experience. And then I'm looking at, you know, someone else who that was their experience. I'm like, well, fuck. Like, I feel shitty that, like, that wasn't my experience. You know, I'm feeling guilty about that. And that there's—I have a thing where— I, I just see everybody in a level playing field. Always have, always will, right? Like, I don't care if you're the fucking president of the United States. I don't care if you're the guy on the side of the road, you know, asking for quarters, Like to me, humans are humans. We're all here. Nobody has any fucking answers. No one knows what we're doing. No one has a clue. We're all just here trying to figure figure out out what the fuck is going on, right? Exactly. And so to me, when I feel or see that imbalance of experience, it's hard not to feel guilty about it. But we've also talked about this before. If you kind of believe in this path of like, Souls being on a different, um, and you can chime in here of like how you want to explain this, but being on a different um, wavelength, vibration,
0: yeah, so round think- of
1: experience, like
0: <laughs> yeah, coming
1: back this time and you've kind of already gone through the shit, right? So at this point, when good things happen, it's not because someone else has it so shitty and you should feel bad about it. Or that you've even had, you know, your own shitty experiences and maybe someone else is looking at you in the same light. But being where I am now, feeling an evolution that has happened that maybe has not happened for X, Y, Z person at that point in their lives yet.
0: Yet. Or maybe not at all. We don't know. We don't know other people's stories or exactly. what their path is in this in this life.
1: When you talk about like different of experiences and and kind of relating it back to that particular event, reconciling that within yourself and being okay with it.
0: Yeah. And I think that really depends on what your And I hate using the word belief system. I think it's overused um, a lot. But I think it depends on what your connection to the greater is, whether that's some sort of God, whether it's more of a ambiguous universal, whether it's, you know, you don't have any, you don't believe anything happens to you after you leave here. I think it really depends on what what your personal perspective on that is for me my perspective is that you get to decide upon your blueprint before you enter into this life and so you you know you have certain things or certain karma that needs to be broken or um you have certain lessons to learn or tasks to complete when you come into this lifetime and that's that's kind of you kind of write out your schedule before you come in here and you're following along that path to do those things when you come in here and for me i believe that i've I've done this a lot I've I've been here many many times like I've 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 done a lot of this (laughs) I think other people also have similar experiences to that and um I believe that the experience that you're having here is something that you have already predetermined before you come in and yes people sometimes have really awful experiences where they they exit this plane of existence in a number of horrific ways and that's that is something to be very respectful of and, and and just be cognizant that, you know, that these things do happen. And while our reaction to those, to those things may be like, oh my God, that's so awful. Or, you know, oh my God, like this person is, you know, seems to be in such a disadvantage. I think the important thing for me that I've come to realize with, with how I view my existence in this plane at this time is we all sign up for what we come into. And that doesn't make us better or worse than one another. Um, because I've, I'm sure I've had other lifetimes where I've come in and been, you know, in a completely different set of circumstances, but I also had a different set of things that I had to learn. And I think you're, when you choose the things that you're going to do while you're here, whether it's breaking, again, breaking karmic cycles or, you know, tasks or lessons learned that you need to get done here. I think that you're, Your life experience is designed around those things to help you learn or achieve or accomplish those things while you're here. And maybe somebody that you see that, you know, you may see somebody sitting at a traffic light on the side of the road, you know, then they're having a really hard time and they're asking for food or they're asking for money. It, it doesn't – I'm not saying that they're deserving of that situation. All it is is that's the experience that they're having in this iteration maybe to break a really big karmic cycle. Like we don't know why they're here or what what their experiences is, is meant to be for them while they're here. And so, again, it's kind of that holding space for other people. Like don't judge it. You don't know what they're going through, right? Mm-hmm. But, but have a respect that, that that is their story and that they are human and that, you know, most likely they're doing the best that they can. Now, does everybody do the best they can? No. Obviously, there's people here that just don't do the best that they can, and that's okay, too, because that's the experience they're meant to have. Nobody – I don't feel that anybody is deserving of suffering or, or anything horrible happening to them or anything like that. I feel like when I was younger, I used to be really judgmental of people, and I think now – Having an understanding about what I believe to be true for my existence, I think I'm able to just stand back and be an observer of of other people and their situations, and not and not to get involved with my brain and my judgment and all of those things, just to let it be and just observe.
1: Do you feel like you're like a nature filmmaker?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, watching. I, the, I, I'm just watching whatever watching passes in front of the camera. And get you fucking, know, fucking
1: like eaten to death,
0: and you're like. But this is the way it's supposed to go. So I'm just going to sit here and watch. I don't think I have the mindset that that's the way it's supposed to go. Again, I think now more of the mindset I have is more as an observer. It's this is what's happening and I'm not judging it and I'm not getting involved with it. Like I'm just observing because let's say that I tried to interfere with that baby lion getting eaten. Maybe who knows what ripple effect that would have. If everything is interconnected, you know, who well, knows? It's butterfly effect, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, again, and then a, a different rabbit hole for a different the day. The Golden Gate Bridge
1: <laughs> collapses you because know. you saved
0: the baby lion. No, but I, I I think that for me that's a healthy way to do that because I'm super sensitive and because I cry when watching nature shows. I don't like seeing animals get torn limb from limb. Those zebras that get eaten by those those prides of lions like that kills me inside. I can't watch that. So for me, I I've developed what I feel to be the most healthy way to uh, navigate through the world by just observing without judgment what is around me. If I can help in a way that is safe and healthy for me and my help is needed, I'm happy to help, but I'm not going to interject myself. I'm going to be an observer mm-hmm. of, of mm-hmm. what's around me. Mm-hmm. And I think that has been a really big key to, my mental health and my well-being as a whole human. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Now, Alchemists, we invite you to examine your current relationship with manifestation. Join us next time to take a deep dive into what manifestation is and what it's not. Until then, stay effin' magical.
1: Ready to create more magic? For additional episodes and insights, go to FNALchemy.com. E-F-F-I-N-A-L-C-H-E-M-Y F-I-N-A-L-C-H-E-M-Y.com.